<laughs> Denver, Colorado, and Chicago, Illinois. Yeah, man. That's Both right. not going to exist once Trump builds his magic cities. Uh, excuse me? <laughs> what? Did you not hear his plan? <laughs> is this something? I don't know. Is this QAnon? Are we getting right into QAnon? Nah, I saw this video. I've been trying to figure out, find out if it was like a deep fake, but it was like Trump talking about his like, his plan to like stop, stop giving all this aid and money to the rest of the world and like start developing new cities. Uh, like develop new cities here in America. Yes. Okay. Like, I, yeah. Like fuck. Like fuck Chicago, New York, L.A. They they failed. They won't admit they failed. So they're just gonna keep getting worse. That you know? I like this. So you're talking about like um he would just start creating these places in like Oklahoma or maybe slightly off or away from current cities like Arlington Heights is kind of turning yeah, into it, a city versus Chicago. So I was watching guys talking about the video, and the thing that really got me interested is, uh, dude, there's no such thing as a blue state. No, 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 no. There's blue cities that are surrounded <laughs> by red counties. Yes, yes, there's blue cities and red states. And really, it's just all of your quote-unquote blue states, I mean, you could dominate them if you could just get more red concentrations of red yeah or why don't we just split off the areas that are part of the cities into other new states <laughs> yeah yeah not a bad idea you got west I, colorado east colorado i always say we should make puerto rico a state and then cut california in half yes or three and then um i like this idea it's being pushed a lot out west a huge chunk of Eastern Oregon wants to be a part of Idaho. And it's called, the idea is called Greater Idaho. You could, I think there's a website for it, greateridaho.com or something. But uh, essentially, like, a lot of people in Oregon want nothing to do with Portland and, you know, Bent or whatever. You know, the, the hippie section of Oregon uh, along the coast, they basically want to say, yeah. good luck with your own state and your own bullshit. And... Uh, we're going to hang out with Idaho. They seem to know what's going on. <laughs> yeah, no, dude, that's, that's every state. Like, outside Chicago, people don't want anything to do with Chicago politics. So There's, like, this huge rush to homes. On, man, I've been watching it because I've been trying to move there for years, that, like, border of Indiana. Yeah, man. They're just getting... The homes in Illinois are getting cheaper. Those homes are getting more and more money. A lot of people left California for Wyoming, actually. Uh, I don't know. Maybe it was Idaho. I don't know. Be careful, Idaho and Wyoming. The Californians are coming. They invaded Co uh, Colorado, completely ruined the state. Yeah, that's what the that's what the libs do, man. They, it's the cities. They just something about the city life. And one of the things that's really interesting, uh, you know, that Yan Yomi Park, uh, the what? North Korea. She's a North Korean. <laughs> uh, She's North Korean who left North Korea. She, you know. Oh yes, yeah. We've actually covered her before. She uh, was yeah. the one who called out woke culture for being communist. Exactly. She's like this tiny little uh, North Korean girl. Um, what are we talking about? <laughs> Lost the, my train of thought. The states, uh, and then the greater cities, or the uh, Trump magic oh, cities, yeah, 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 actually. Yeah. So she, they, she was talking to this guy who's like, uh, he's an ex. Uh, 
Navy SEAL. He has this podcast, guy's name. But they were talking about just human nature. And she fucking nailed it, dude. She said when she went to American college, she couldn't believe that every theory, all the things they were being taught was based around the, the underlying idea that humans are naturally good. And, and I was like, man, I never thought about that. The, and that is the ultimate flaw. There are good people, but we are inherently evil. Well, I actually believe what happens in society is the evil ones rise to prominence and to power because they are the narcissist creatures of society that want that power, you know what I'm saying, and control. Whereas the good people, the good folk, the truly kind souls out there, we just want to live our lives, man. Make some money, you know, have the home and eat well and be happy. For for sure. But given the right circumstances, everybody is evil. And that the pro- the problem is you build situations. Your your policies are built. You build policies for like uh you know like the South Side Chicago, like the policing and everything. And it's all based on the fact that these are inherently good people. They were, but the situations, these guys are not making good decisions, and therefore you can't have theories that are so dependent on people mm. being good. I'm not saying these are bad people, but... I got you. Adapt- yeah, you're you saying, um, saying environment causes nature to make people... The thing about Chicago, and like, <laughs> the reason New York, LA, Chicago, Baltimore, uh, not Baltimore, Portland, and all these places, everybody just kind of, they see everybody just kind of getting along. Because you kind of have to, to, to stay there. That's right. You know? Yeah, man. And so then everybody, it gives you the false idea that everybody is kind of cooperative. And it, we're not ants. If we were like ants, democratic policies across the board would be the best policies. Because then everybody would have this mentality of we're just going to do good for the hive. You know what I mean? Absolutely. It would be Actually, your 15-minute cities would be a major sell for a lot of people oh. if we were ants. You know, if we were ants, everything you guys are saying is best. We could be a, a socialist society if we were ants. Ants are socialists. Yes, they are. You know? Absolutely. Yeah, they do it all for the queen, my man. The problem is we're not ants. And that's why you got all these drones that did move to the cities and they live there and they're working and those guys are the ones that are walking around with their thumbs up their butts like well why can't we just defund the police they're killing too many people you know (laughs) (laughs) i I saw the video mike he had his knee on the guy's back for nine minutes are you saying his knee was not on the back for nine minutes you know it's like no no i saw the knee on the back but could we not talk about the fentanyl too i mean (laughs) he had enough fentanyl to kill a horse yeah but i saw his knee for nine minutes it's like okay that's the drone who wants to be an ant. Well, it's the drone who believes Trump said drink bleach or inject bleach I, into your body. I, I saw him say it. No, you didn't. He never actually said it. Well, CNN told me he said it. Okay. okay. <laughs> CNN wrote a transcript where it's in there. Oh, okay. All right. I, I can't argue with you, drone. Enjoy your city. <laughs> you know? Oh, man. So... What I'm kind of interested in this Trump theory that we need to kind of uh, in, make these new cities. Like, aren't they kind it's of kind already of happening, of... maybe? Like, we're talking like Lincoln, Nebraska, or something like that. 
Something that's kind of big, but not big See, yet. that's the thing about the problem with Trump is he ha- he just shoots from the hip, and so you can never really nail down details yeah, to the point where I right. really don't know if this was just a deep fake or actually Trump. He's a blowhard. He likes to talk big, blowhard, and yeah. uh, you know he's got a, a big mouth, and I think he's generally honest, but he just likes to kind of exaggerate. And so, yeah. But he was talking about like that. building from scratch. So no, not go to Lincoln, Nebraska. Right. Was like build, build from scratch. Uh, I, I don't know how you did. Do I do not enjoy the we're building the fake city here. I uh, live near a suburban town, slightly off the beaten path. It's just a bit off the highway, and they had planned to do this downtown area to try and. Kind of like what they did to Arlington Heights. You remember they did this yeah, big renovation. Yeah, they all did it, dude. The and Soho. Yes, the exactly. Norhub. Yeah, man. The, and they yeah. they went for it here, and then the pandemic struck. Nobody moved into these high rise, phony baloney looking apartments because you're in suburbia and you're right off the highway. It's really not that great of a view. Why would I drive an hour and a half out of the city to go live in a building like I was in the city? And that's a fake city and you have like a, you know... One movie theater below me and a Starbucks. Half the restaurants are not open, you know, uh, up for lease. (laughs) The fountain hasn't run in years. Exactly, dude. And then there's just like big open spaces around you that they were about to construct buildings, but then the deals didn't go through (laughs) because there's really nothing happening because you just built a fake city. You got to do it organically, (laughs) man. You know, like the people need to be drawn to a location and then more people start showing up. You have attractions in that area Uh, that bring people in. You know, you just... Yeah, you know, you just made me think of that's why there's always a housing shortage because you never know where these people are going to want to go next. So the shortage, you know what I mean? Yeah, man. And it starts, I believe every good city starts with a local pub. You need a good, crusty, dark, divey local pub where all the local yes. drunks can hang out. And then the and you late can do night drag night shows night. for kids. And then you can, I'm... yeah, that's right. <laughs> Well, if you're in Colorado, that's part of the lease. Otherwise, you get evicted. See? It's mandated. You got to cook on your uh, electric stove, and, uh, you know, you got to recycle the urinated water in the uh, urinal, right? It's got to just keep flowing in and out of Mm. itself, and, you know, no flush toilets, and then, um, yeah, man. That's how you do it. You got to go green here in Colorado. You couldn't pay me to do that recycled water bullshit, dude. <laughs> you know what? I'm not making that up, right? They do the recycled urinal. Isn't that what it is? The no, water. No, uh... the, it's like the big thing now is these uh, re- reclamation, ah, <laughs> reclamation right. systems. Yeah, man. So if you ever go into a bathroom and you see a purple handle, that's a re- it's, it means the water that's going into that toilet probably came from like. Uh, the drinking fountains or the sinks or you know, right. the shower. I'm, I guess, I don't know. I feel like you can maybe get some STDs that way inadvertently or uh, possibly. Well, just don't dip your balls in the water, dude. Oh, I thought everybody, I thought that's what it was for. You uh, <laughs> get the little ball cleansing there at the end, right there in the little dippity do at the bottom of the urinal. Isn't that why they put the little breath mint there to mint up the ball sack? Yeah. Have I been doing it wrong this whole time? It. Oh my god! That's why everybody stares at me in the men's room. That's not a ball cleaner, <laughs> guys. I noticed none of you cleaned your balls. What's going on over here? Am I the only one? All right, dude. 
Dude, the first time I went to the bathroom in the Middle East in a public place, it's so fucking weird because you walk in, every place has it, and there's like a hundred dudes like huddled in this like trough washing their feet. Whoa, I didn't expect that one. <laughs> feet washing? All together now? Oh no. It's like this big thing, you gotta wash your feet like so many times a day or some shit, I don't know. Uh, but yeah, it's so weird. Well, you know, uh, there's a lot of uh, wives' tales out there that there are all these nerve endings in the feet, and it's a lot of uh, instantaneous pathways to your nervous system and to your mind. And, and no, you know, do you know why religion told cleanse, them to do that? Cleansing and, and healing. You know it, no, do you know why religion told you to do that? And the reason it worked is because when you shit on the ground and you're walking and everything, and you're walking where other people shit, that's how you get the worms and everything go into your feet. Well, they say cleanliness is godliness, and so, yes, I completely uh, see where they're coming at with that one. You don't want to be tracking shit around the house. There's no doubt about it. Never good. I guess that's why we invented that thing. What's it called? Uh, shoes? Yeah. That's oh, that's what I, yeah, that's... Uh, you know what? To be fair, they did have the bathroom where there was no toilet. So they were probably just wiping, like, the cleaning the piss splatter off their feet. Because you're right, they're all wearing sandals. Yeah, piss splatter is a bad thing. I used to work at this bar... And there were the two urinals, and no matter what, there ends up being a line of dudes just waiting, and uh, the urinals were positioned kind of high off the ground. So the old dudes, I'm thinking of one dude in particular that I would see in there struggling to, you know, hit the urinal at the right spot, maybe yeah. uh, hit the sides. Anyways, eventually these urinals would get backed up, and uh, the water and everything is just kind of all over the ground, and all the spitter splatters everywhere, and then you're using the urinal, and then all of a sudden you feel some splattering on your ankle from the guy next to you who's like 10 feet away from the urinal missing it. Yeah, not a fun experience. So I can kind of uh, understand where these Middle Eastern fellas are coming from. It's not just a third world country thing, folks. Just go to a bar downtown in Denver. You'll get the same experience. Oh, God, no, wear boots and jeans. You'll never have to worry about it. This is it. why, you know, I get a lot of shit for it in the summertime. <clears throat> But I have a strict shoes and jeans uh, dress yes. code when I go out in the evenings, man. Like, I am uh, I'm ready for it. No, I always have this thing where I need to be able to run away. Yes, that's my thing, too. That's so funny. Yeah, I have to be able to run away. <laughs> and uh, and I, don't, I don't want no fucking bullshit, like, New Balance shoes either. No, give me these boots that I know are going to last me and jeans. My theory is my shoes need to be heavy enough to crush the bodies as I'm climbing out this building and getting out of here. <laughs> Right. I need to be able to crush the skull of the zombies. That <laughs> That's right. And I wear the jeans because they're the most uh, fire uh, retardant pants you could probably wear, I assume, compared oh, to I just them. wear the jeans because my ass looks great. In That's exactly right. <laughs> they call me Bruce Jr. <laughs> oh, man. Not to be confused with Bruce Jenner. Oh, that's right. Who's back to Bruce from what I'm hearing in the rumor? Yo, mill? he's going back. Well, sh no, no, I don't even know what's dead naming or not dead No, this is I why you should never use their trickery language and always <laughs> stick to what's right. Bruce was always Bruce. He was going to be Bruce in the end. We all knew it's it. It's just like the jeans and black t-shirt. Never vary from your style. No matter what, <laughs> the style will come back around. You'll see all these with bright colors, they're gonna do some weird designs, and then uh, Tom Hardy's gonna come around, and everybody's gonna have glitter on their fucking shirt. Just stick to your black shirt and jeans and boots, it's gonna come around. 
<laughs> oh man, it's all about the classics. To be honest, uh, sticking to the classic style, driving the classic cars, and when it comes to classic cars, Mike, I have got a story for you, sir. Right up uh, your alley. This is straight from the heart of Chicago. I'm not gonna lie. I rarely get emotional when I do clips. This one kind of brought a tear to my eye. I'm not, I'm, uh, I'm yes, this is a good one, folks. Chicago, how many died? I'm going to say I'm <laughs> dropping a, a heartwarming bomb from Chicago straight to your souls. Finally tonight, a nonprofit is helping people turn a corner with classic cars. CBS's Chris Van Cleve shows us the Chicago auto mechanic who's giving young men and women direction. Jeff Battles is finding new direction through his love of old cars. Stop, this is fake. After <laughs> what is with these fucking names, dude? These guys are just making these stories up. Jeff Battles! We had, yeah. we had Joe Pistol. We had Guga Moogly the other day. Great now Googly we just got Googly. fucking John Battle. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> At least make it hard for me to know when you're BS. You me, called you know? it the number one CIA alphabet agency network is CBS. And so... I think that's where we got the John Pistol story from, too. CBS oh, is always kicking us, kicking us in the scrotes with the fake names and characters here. Googliamo? Dude, that is. Greg Googliami. <laughs> Excuse me? God bless you, sir. All right, so... Uh, <laughs> all right, go ahead, Joe Battle. Right, Joe Battle. John he's battle. fighting the battle. You called it. All right, it's a fake story, but it, it tugs at the heartstrings. Come on. We just need some good news out of Chicago. That's all I'm saying. I love Chicago. I used to tell people it's the greatest city in the world, man. I used... Dude, I did... Uh, and so I did, I, like... I forgot how many push-ups, <laughs> dude, but a drill sergeant smoked the shit out of me because I would not... I would not falter, dude. I kept saying Chicago is the greatest city in America. And he kept making me do push-ups, sit-ups. He smoked the shit out of me. And then uh, finally, he actually did say it was good only because we shipped out our homeless. <laughs> it was a genius move. Daily knew what he was doing. Recognized all around the world. That's right. All right, go ahead. Let's play this clip. Classic cars, I'm telling you. 19-year-old was shot last year. Wrong place, wrong time, the wrong people. It hit me in my right shoulder and came on my neck right here. He says that was a wake-up call. I almost like lost my life, man. I got to change. I got to do better. Doing better brought the Chicago teen to the Automotive Mentoring Group and its founder, Alex Levesque. The only way that you could change the behavior of a person is if you change the way they think. Fixing up old cars yeah. to teach new skills and find good-paying jobs for people many have written off. This guy brings in the kids uh, who are in trouble, and he uh, teaches them how to fix up these classic cars uh, for collectors. That's amazing. His own garage? In his own garage. Wow. This is wow. awesome stuff, man. I really love this. No, no. We need more of this stuff, man. And hold on, hold on. You know, you know this is exactly what, dude, this is like what our show is right here. How many millions of dollars did this guy have to devote to this program? Right, exactly, dude. Uh, are, we talking, are we talking a billion? Did we get to the billions? Well, you know what, Chicago, you love tearing down statues. Build one of this guy. He's important to your community. Let's start it, celebrating people. <laughs> Wait a minute, he's helping young black men on the sell side. Okay, but how many staff members of his are making a quarter million dollars off of the taxpayer? <laughs> None? Uh, this is not a serious organization. Does he have four houses in Malibu? Uh, 
Uh, he's definitely not BLM material. I'll tell you what. Everybody knows every successful black person that's ever helped black people in Chicago has bought a home in a white neighborhood. <laughs> this, is the, this is the rules. <laughs> How else do you expect them to shop at Whole Foods, man? Come on now. <laughs> they can't shop in the neighborhoods they work. It's a disaster. <laughs> the food desert. Food desert, dude. <laughs> That's why I went into the business of helping these blacks on the south side. So I could get out of the south side. Come on. On the taxpayer dime. Well, not this hero. And frankly, jobs for people many have written off. You bring in a rough crowd. That's what I like. Why? Because nobody else wants to deal with those guys. So I want to deal with those guys because those are the guys that I see are the real problem. About 1,500 have passed through here since 2007. Levesque says 85% have turned their lives around. I don't. Yeah, 85%. This is incredible, I think. Yeah, because of course you're going to have success with that because you took these young men who have this angst and all this energy and you know what I mean? And you taught you them a life it. skill, a life skill that they can skill, now utilize yeah. to have a job forever. It's incredible, man. This you is taught them how to channel their energy. And he was, dude, whoever said that in the beginning, you're absolutely right. You changed the way they think. Now, Adam Carolla talks about it all the time, right? Yeah, man. We live. We're living in this world where all these politicians, everybody's telling you, well, this might work if you look at it this way. Well, if you look at it this way, you know what I mean? Yes. Well, I changed the spark plugs on this car and it still doesn't start. It doesn't matter how much I wanted it to start. <laughs> yeah, no matter how much matter. imagination you put into it. <laughs> or how many feelings I had about it not starting. <laughs> right? My feelings really didn't matter when it came to this car starting. It just needed the right part. You know, it's a—it's well, just a great way to change the, the mindset. Well, about five seconds ago, everybody lost their minds because they ended affirmative action in college uh, applications. Well, why don't we put some energy and funding and money into teaching kids how to fix cars, do some plumbing, build houses? There's a lot of programs we oh. could funnel energy and time into but no we're gonna stand in the streets and cry and protest because <laughs> now we're no longer being led into schools because of our race so i'm not even joking i could probably i guarantee you you give me 24 hours i'll find 10 people we can fire take their salaries it's a million and a half dollars you could give to this guy and he would do more than any one of them think of all the shops you would open across the country <laughs> like it's just, oh yeah! Dude. I don't know. There's just like right oh, here. This is a great story, man. There's great an incredible story. idea, and it's be it's happening in real time on such a micro scale. Imagine it on a larger yes. level, man. There's possibility. There's opportunity. Oh. There's so much positive yeah. in this story and what this man is doing. This guy is a hero. He's a patriot. Yes. He's saving this country one community at a time. We need more of this, man. Unbelievable. It's, it, it's literally a man who looked around. He saw the, he, he took an honest, objective look at his, his neighborhood and he found a way to solve it. Yes. You know it's what I mean? Absolutely incredible. We'll finish it out here. It's, uh, I just love this story. 1,500 have passed through here since 2007. 
Levesque says 85% have turned their lives around. I don't necessarily think that this is the answer to all of it. I just know it's a damn good answer. And it's what I know how to do. And a lesson Jeff Battles is learning. I refuse to be a stereotype. I'm starting from the foundation and I'm going to work my way up. Restoring cars and lives by building a future. Yeah, yeah. awesome story. Hey, Chicago, thank you. Congratulations. A little positive news. I'd rather talk about this than the uh, 100 plus teens ransacking the bean in Millennium, Millennium Park, you know, and like terrorizing well, I bet tourists. you I could find a thousand that weren't there. His graduates. <laughs> yes. Yes, man. Exactly. Right? Yes. I guarantee you they changed their group of friends. Oh, One thing man. That, I forgot who I was telling this to. Uh, oh, so this is a really young guy. He's, he's like fresh into the union and everything, right? He's 19. And uh, he was talking about how hard it was to get to work. And he actually was like two hours late. He had to call in. He's like, it's like, dude, I kept trying to go home, but my friends just kept pushing me to stay out and i was like yeah you're gonna find that when you have to wake up at 4 a.m every day you're gonna stop hanging out with people <laughs> who, who go to bed at four because your timelines just don't match up and i go but it's gonna be great because the people you're gonna find yourself hanging out with are gonna be way more responsible they're gonna be people who are also getting up at 4 a.m you yeah, know absolutely man you when you're part of that late night crowd, you're doing the late night crowd activities, and those activities are all about keeping you up so you could stay out late night. That's the whole thing. And yeah. There's no and good you're accomplishing that comes out of nothing. That. Yes, dude. accomplishing nothing. If if you're up in Adam when the world is asleep, and then you're sleeping when the world is up in Adam, you're missing out, man, and you're not doing much. Dude, when somebody tells me that they wake up after noon. I, I'm like, hold, dude, I've already been at work for six hours. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yes, dude, me my too. Day, my day is winding down, <laughs> and I'm about to hit that second shift. Oh, man, know? that's lunchtime, and I got about a, two more hours left. I'm very excited. <laughs> and, and then I'm going to go do my stuff, yes. you know, which a lot of people would look at as work, you know what I mean? I'm going to go practice welding in my garage, you know, or go work on the van, you know? Or on the fastest hour in the universe, the Dude Man Podcast. Oh, I'm going to yeah. go do the podcast. I never got time for nothing with this podcast. <laughs> Man, this is a great clip because I got to tell you, dude, I, I was just thinking about that the other day. I, uh, I had to do the steering wheel. I had to fix the steering wheel on my van. That's right. You spent the 4th of July, I believe, uh, working on the old van in, in the garage, my man. Oh, it was a great time. And man, so I fixed the steering wheel, right? Oh, yeah. I had to take the airbag off, everything. I get everything back together. It's, oh, everything's perfect, right? I can't believe how smooth it went, you know? Yeah. I'm used to working on old shit, so to have something that's only two years old, everything was nice. <laughs> you know? a, little, a little cleaner than usual, yeah. But plastic clips still had movement, you know? <laughs> that's right. But uh, anyways, so I get everything done. I put the key in the ignition. The fucking buzzard starts going off, the warning. Right? Oh, yeah. I go, what the fuck? Is my door open? What's going on? I close the door, it goes off. Now I'm fucking pissed off. Because I'm like, whatever I did, I fucked up a sensor or something. Now this thing's just always going to buzz every time I open the door, whether the key's in or not. Right? <laughs> yeah. And I'm getting so mad, dude. It gets to the point where I can't figure nothing out. 
I got to the point where I was like about to just, I was tracing wires and I was just going to cut the wires for all the sensors. And I was just like, I'm just <laughs> not going to have sensors on any door. Right? Fuck it. I'm done. Then I go, you know what? Let me go inside, soak up some AC. It was like 92 degrees outside. All right. <laughs> yeah, you got to cool it off, man. Oh, go inside. I got some water. Right? I think I took a shit. I like really cooled off for about 15 minutes. And then I go back outside. <laughs> As I'm walking to the van, yeah. I go, why are my running lights on? Are my running lights? While I was working, I accidentally hit the switch. It was warning me my lights were on. <laughs> wow. All I did was turn that switch off, and, and everything was working exactly how it should. Wow. And dude, that, is that not just the biggest life lesson you learned from working on a car right there? Sometimes, man, just take, take a step back. Go soak up some AC. Get some water. Come back. It's going to hit you like a brick wall. You know? Yes. Absolutely. <laughs> that's uh it, it, <laughs> and it happens to me daily i think that's one of the best things i love about like plumbing mechanics all that is you are just you're humbled every day <laughs> you know what I mean? i'm humbled by like a half inch fitting <laughs> you know? humbled just by the uh nature of the universe around us and how things need fixing and sometimes you need to walk away for a second to reevaluate and then uh, attack the problem from a different angle. But and most the, and that you go in so cocky and confident, and then when something goes wrong, you're just like automatic. You know what I mean? It's like <laughs> I don't know. You're reminded every day, like especially with plumbing, you get every day. I see something I never saw before. You know what I mean? So you can't ever think you've seen it all. Absolutely, and how satisfying to spend your afternoon problem solving, man. That's like a you know, that's the best, nice little activity. Honestly, I go home every, almost every day, covered in sewage, and I've never in my life felt more satisfied, uh, just more content with my job and my life. You know? Yeah, absolutely. So it's kind of like uh, I don't know. It just goes to show, man. You never know what you're gonna find. It's true. And, and I, I, that's why I love the car thing, man. I started work, you know, I was a mechanic in the army. So uh, maybe not all these kids are going to be mechanics, but they're at least going to learn the fundamentals, the hands-on, the, the thinking, the problem solving. That's, that's going to lead to maybe a construction gig or something, you know? It could lead to a gig where uh, hopefully we get somebody who's kind of competent to work on some roller coasters, man. This morning, new details on that terrifying crack in a North Carolina roller coaster <laughs> yeah! support group. The state's Department of Labor, <laughs> Elevator and Amusement Device Bureau now beginning their investigation using cranes inspecting the large fracture through a steel pillar of what Carowinds Amusement Park describes as the world's tallest and fastest giga coaster, the Fury 325. The fuck's a giga coaster? It's the Fury 325 giga coaster, man. Oh, yeah. <laughs> What's the difference between a giga coaster and, oh, uh, it's like gravity? Well, no, the giga coaster, see, uh, the beam that supports it cracks in half and you go flying <laughs> into the atmosphere <laughs> at giga speed. <laughs> yes. and uh you all die it's uh that's what it's all about dude <laughs> we don't have to listen anymore i just uh did you see the uh did you see the video of this roller coaster it was all over no. the news it was the biggest news item on july 4th because there was no news because it was july 4th so everybody i know, I know. how few people this. blew their hands off that you guys had to talk about this roller coaster <laughs> i know dude well, everyone was doing drone shows this year, man. Nobody was blowing off their hands. So, uh, 
roller coaster. The video footage is really outrageous looking. Uh, the there's this one pole on this intense turn, and this giga coaster is cruising at I believe maximum speed. And the pole, it looks like it shifts almost completely off the <laughs> other pole while the... Be- <laughs> yes, it's totally the most insane-looking scenario I've ever uh, seen unfold. I uh, recall this must be 20, 25 years ago, maybe, 20 years ago. I uh, was on the shockwave at Six Flags Great America and Gurney. And we got stuck on one of the inclines right before one of those big loops. Oh, wow. And we were stuck for a, uh, maybe 10 minutes, maybe, you know. Um, and I think some of the people were, like, almost upside down, if I remember correctly. Uh, but I, I was a little guy. It, didn't, it was kind of cool for me and my buddy. I, and then uh, we got off, and they gave us free entry passes. Oh, nice. Or exit passes, so we could go through the exit to enter rides after that happened. Oh, nice. I think that's a great deal. It was worth it. And we didn't die. Um, Dude, I forgot where I, I forgot what roller coaster I was on at Six Flags uh, Great America. But I was on a roller coaster, and it stopped on the incline right before the big drop. Damn. No, and then there's a bunch of loop-de-loops. But the fucked up part was we were there for like 15 minutes, and then they reversed us back. But, dude, it felt like we fell back. You know what I mean? Like, you hurt. Like, you know, like, uh, I don't know, like a pulley working against the gears or something? Like, you could hear this thing, like, uh, it didn't sound right. And then we sat back in, like, the initial, like, takeoff spot. Like... (laughs) 15 more minutes and then they're like all right you guys are good to go and just launched us through the coast oh that's amazing no no that was the scariest ride of my life because <laughs> like what was wrong how do you know you fixed it <laughs> i think it's this bad. happens all the time i feel like every year there's stories of the got people getting stuck upside uh, down i mean six flags something happened dude something time. happens when you hit like 18 and you look over and the guy fixing it is your age yeah you're like wait, you're like, wait a minute I'm not going to lie. I'm at that age where, you know, we go to the local carnivals. And I'm just like, no way. That thing is, <laughs> there's nothing. Look at the guy. Look at the dude pushing the button. <laughs> Who trusts their children to go on that ride, man? Those freaking carnies. Are you kidding me? Operating these things. They're the same dudes putting them together. I hope people realize that. I wouldn't trust him to play with my kid in the backyard. <laughs> but I'm gonna go ahead and put it, my kid on this thing that's gonna twirl him upside down, a hundred feet in the air. <laughs> that this guy assembled one night over the like literally yes. overnight while he was smoking meth with the rest of the carny freaks you know over here. Smoking meth, dude. <laughs> yeah. There's so much. That's what keeps him going: meth and crack. <laughs> oh man, I just uh, that was a leftover uh, clip from our Tuesday, or, uh, yeah, Tuesday show. I just um. <laughs> Oh, that was a great. Absolutely, uh, was hey, thrilled ever, by that. Uh, one. Did you hear Doctor Drew talk about crack? No, I, I did not. Is is it because Hunter Biden's cocaine yeah. fiasco at the White House was in the news? So you know how everybody keeps giving Hunter shit about being a crackhead, right? Yes, that uh, is right. Doctor Drew did his typical thing where he like you know, has yeah, do- to play the doctor. Doctor Drew's always wrong though when he plays doctor. 
but uh, no, dude. But apparently, this is like <laughs> I'm just talking about COVID. He supported Fauci up until he didn't. He's willing to admit he's wrong. I know, but he, but he he said every drug, pretty much every drug out there, you can try it, right? Yeah. And within a few days, within a week, it's it's out of your system. You're gone. You know, weed will take a couple weeks. But if you're not a heavy smoker, you use it one time, it's gone. You you experience the high, and you probably won't really get addicted. <laughs> like, actually, there's a very, very, very good chance you won't get addicted. Right. Except crack. Oh, d- really? Crack is just the lone uh, exception out there? Where <laughs> Apparently, crack, the reason it's so bad is even one time smoking it can alter the, your brain chemistry. Wow. Yeah. And then that's it. You immediately... And it doesn't happen to... It's not everybody, but he, I think they said it's about like a 50-50. And the reason there's just not more crackheads is because just more people don't try it. Yeah, I mean, Coke seems more rich white guy, whereas crack seems like Hunter Biden. You see what I'm saying? That's kind of a... Rich white guy. <laughs> that's right, man. No, you don't get richer and whiter than Hunter Biden. So, dude. did you um, catch any of the footage of Hunter from over the weekend at the White House where he got caught on camera allegedly looking for his bag of cocaine? No, he's he got caught on camera allegedly. It looks like he's doing a bump of blow yeah, on the balcony. Um, I, I don't think he was doing it, but I mean, it does look a little sus- suspect, uh, dude. The wor- <laughs> The, the funniest the motions, thing to come out of man. this, the, dude. The funniest <laughs> thing to come out of this cocaine bag thing. I didn't realize there's like five generations of Bidens living at the White House. Wait, dude, all, this is literally like there? a crackhead. Like, listen, all you black people, anybody who like talks shit about the black community, just point to the Bidens. <laughs> it's literally this like crackhead family living off the government. I didn't know they were all living at the White House. I mean, Bro, it's 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 fucking Hunter's living there. Uh, what's the daughter? The daughter who fucked Hunter but was married to the brother <laughs> so first. Wait, 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 wait. wait. There? So Hunter is living at the White House. Yeah. So that bag of dude, Coke was Hunter Biden's bag of Coke, dude. Like, oh, absolutely. Who else, who else? He dropped him. Was coming out the shower, man. You know he did. <laughs> Fell right out of that fucking robe. The problem is, and I, you know what, I understand how the problem is the crack pipe was still hot, so it melted a hole in the pocket of the robe, and then the bag fell right out. It's all right, buddy. Just try better, try harder next time. No, dude, he literally is living, this is insane. Hunt, <laughs> I had no the, idea you, he was living there, man. This no, no, you don't get more white trash than this, dude. Hunter Biden is living in the White House in order in order to avoid more payments to his illegitimate daughter with a stripper who he made his secretary and then knocked up. Wow. And then said it, and then and then just refused to acknowledge the kid even though he now has to pay that that kid $5,000 a month in in child support. Hey, he's a sleaze. There's no uh way to parse through that one. But how does dude he got his child's okay. While he's going to court for the IRS saying you owe us $2 million, right? He's also in court saying, I got to live with my dad. I can't afford this child support. (laughs) And then they lower it to $60,000 a year. Dude, fuck you guys. You should be giving bags of cash to this little girl. 
Uh, yeah. If, if anybody <laughs> deserves the money, it's this poor girl who's the daughter of a stripper and the you know the illegitimate daughter of the first son. I'm to understand the Biden family, at least the nuclear one with Joe, the big guy, and Hunter. It, if history serves me correctly, these guys have zero respect for young women, especially women who are underaged. And uh, it does seem like there's credible evidence to suggest that these guys are involved in some sort of pedophilia with uh, underaged women in general. So... Well, Why? the stripper was of age, so i got to give that to Hunter. Yes, he impregnated a an of-age woman. That is a uh, something we can congratulate him for. I mean, thank God you're in the Democratic Party, because just not fucking a kid makes you better than half the people well, you're surrounded There by. are, like, four laptops worth of uh, pictures of Hunter Biden messing around with underage girls. And... I haven't seen any underage. Well, there's no thing in these pictures stating they're Plus underage. Plus, if you're in a country where it's the age, I mean. Well, yeah. Really? I guess uh, if it's legal, it's legal. But you see that one of him in the Porsche, dude? Man, I wish I had a rich daddy. Wow. Yeah. Look, my thing on the whole Hunter Biden laptop is this guy lived a a wild party life, probably had a really good time, and believed. And we're supposed to feel bad for him. Yes, for some weird reason. But Hunter Biden <laughs> believed then, as he believes now, as you could tell from him clearly doing a bump of blow on the balcony of the White House and then losing his bag in the library, uh, <laughs> this guy believes he'll never be caught. He's untouchable by the law. He's always believed this, so he can do as much crack and uh, prostitutes and everything that he wants. He can impregnate whoever and not pay off the child support. It doesn't matter this for this guy. He's lived an entire lifetime of having zero consequences for his actions. Yeah, good call. So, yeah. of course he's gonna bring a bag of coke to the if, White House and lose in the library. If only there was a man in Washington, D.C. that could grab Hunter, bring him into his garage, and teach him how to work on Yes, man! Poor kid just never had the chance. <laughs> and you're right, he is a kid, as the media always portrays him. I hate how they talk. Misguided Dude, he's 25 kid. years older than me. <laughs> and I gotta fucking feel bad for Joe, the, Joe Biden's son. Ah, oh, just a delicate soul. <laughs> who went around the world snorting Parmesan cheese-laced cocaine, <laughs> collecting bags of cash from third world countries, who were seeking aid from the United States. I mean... <laughs> so sorry, Hunter. So sorry that you had to live this life of luxury and man. <laughs> well, uh, the Biden administration in hot water and not for what you think I'm about to talk about because I listen to Democracy Now! And I have uh, a lot of inside info from that website and Amy Goodman, uh, a warrior, a fighter for truth, in a uh, staticky world, uh, <clears throat> once in a while, we make fun of Amy Goodman a lot. But once in a while, she kind of shows what they, you know, her website and uh, you know, Democracy Now used to be all about, which was exposing uh, kind of the deep state 
you yes. know, atrocities overseas perpetrated by players in our government and in Western governments, uh, which is why I was always drawn to uh, democracy now. And uh, prepare yourselves to have a glass of water. She dropped a story today, man, that I saw nowhere else. And I was... oh, Frank, you're going to be really shocked where this story came. Oh, Death Squad guy? You know who I'm talking about here? Oh, go ahead, play it. Maybe it's a different one. See, I told you, nobody... This one... I like this one. President Biden has nominated Elliot Abrams to the bipartisan U.S. Advisory Commission on Public Diplomacy. Elliot Abrams was convicted in 1991 of lying to Congress about the Iran-Contra affair and later pardoned by then-President George H.W. Bush. Okay, we were going to start with Iran-Contra, right? Okay, okay. Let's build with this new nominee of Joe Biden's. Uh, let's let's build with his history in politics now. He defended death squads in Guatemala and El Salvador in the 1980s as when he was serving as assistant secretary of state under President Ronald Reagan. This like- guy went from prison to secretary <laughs> of state? Squeeze me? Somebody went to Epstein's Island. <laughs> <laughs> Who do I got to fuck for that one? Abrams dismissed right. report. You went from prison to Secretary of State. How do I go from sewer to Secretary <laughs> of State? Do I gotta go to prison first? Is that the layover? Or what's going on here? You, you might have a direct path. You already work with rats. It's perfect, man. <laughs> hey yo! Somebody give this guy a job. Hey, that was a meatball you tossed up for me, man. Thank you. Ronald oh, Reagan. Beautiful. Abrams dismissed reports that El Salvador's U.S. trained military had massacred 1,000 civilians, including children, in the Salvadoran town of El Mazote in December 1981. He's- All right, we're up to the 80s now. This guy, uh, not a great dude. <laughs> not looking too good. Not looking too good. Link to the 2000. To be fair, you're competing with Fauci, who killed a bunch of gays in the 80s, so we're still on par, still on par. You're psycho, man. I was going to say at the end, you killed it. (laughs) I literally, I was going to take back what I said, how Fauci, I believe, is the most evil man in American history. He's got some competition. (laughs) Oh, no, these guys were just living parallel lives, apparently. It's also been linked to the 2000. You killed beagles? I killed Guatemalans. Yeah, same shit. You ever heard of the Honduran Death Squad? Uh, talk to me later, <laughs> loser. <laughs> He's. Eh, yours were people, but mine were cuter. <laughs> Who's ever seen a cute Guatemalan? <laughs> <laughs> Right, let's go. Let's continue did, down the. Did you kill him with bot flies? Was <laughs> <laughs> his amateur hour down below the fucking uh, <laughs> south of the border? Oh man, we, this guy. Yeah, I'm telling you, him and Fauci. They, I guarantee you, right now they're hanging out <clears throat> drinking mai tais. Frank, so, maybe you know. we just can't judge these men by today's standards. Maybe in the '80s, killing things was just the, the thing to do. <laughs> That's right. It's what white guys did for uh, kicks, right? That's how they- <laughs> You got the parachute pants. Was that too early? You know, you got the neon. <laughs> you know, um, you bought the, the Corvette, and then you killed a bunch of things. Right. Right? The, you know. the Coke was good. Uh, ask Hunter. So, uh, that's what, yeah, it was just a lot of Coke. That's what it was. We're gonna, this guy, again, not, Biden's nominee. Uh, quite the history already in our U.S. government. And <laughs> not really on the cherry rosy side there. You know, he's not. this guy doesn't <laughs> seem like sunshine blue skies. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> He's also I haven't heard a two- negotiated peace deal yet, but let's carry on. 
He's also been linked to the 2002 attempted coup against Venezuelan President Hugo Chavez and helped plan the U.S. invasion of Iraq. Under <laughs> Did you guys catch that? <laughs> so coup in Venezuela, war in Iraq, <laughs> death squads in Guatemala. And President Hugo Chavez and helped plan the U.S. invasion of Iraq. <laughs> Under President Trump, Abrams served as special envoy to Iran what? and Venezuela. Abrams will need to be confirmed by the Senate to serve on the commission. Oh, he yeah. served under Trump too. Yeah, man, this guy has served under every president since Trump. The 70s, I thought you were going to drain the swamp. This guy is the swamp. So this, this is what, I don't even remember his name. Elliot Abrams is clearly yes. a guy that we don't know and we're not supposed to know. And yes, he's one of the. Wow, good clips today. Yeah, I know. I dug deep on this one, man. Uh, yeah, dude, Elliot Abrams, Death Squad guy, a name you do not see pop up ever. But again, just like Fauci, curiously a 40-plus year bureaucrat who has been involved in every presidential candidacy regardless of party we live in a uniparty society people the players behind the scenes they work for both sides and we're the (laughs) ones being played that's what's happening here this guy's clearly cia yes yeah this is come on dude man it's so obvious and messed up that like look obama trump those are the monkeys dancing in front of the screen, man. They're the clouds. Ah, Obama a monkey, dude. Uh, put Trump in there too, dude. <laughs> no, you're right. They were the clowns. They're, they were the clowns. They're dancing in front of the screen. Put on a show. Yeah. They're being controlled oh. by the puppeteers, man. There's Let's... a reason the there's a reason the media loves Trump. It's they when Trump is around. The elites can do whatever they want. Dude, Trump was good for one thing and one thing only. Ratings. Yeah. That's what people don't understand. That's what Rob Reiner doesn't understand. Rob Reiner's been losing his mind lately. (laughs) What's it? Rob Reiner's been losing it lately. He doesn't know who to attack anymore. He's uh, he's run out of, like, ammunition, (laughs) targets. He's just shooting in the air. Blanks at this point. Dude, he... No, he... He really proved he was an idiot on Bill Maher. Yeah, and uh, he, with a bunch of other people, really bought into Trump was going to prison and like getting well, going to get arrested. <laughs> like they, I didn't even think about it. He went really hard on like this Hunter Biden thing is bullshit. So he's got to be like, now you're a little red in the face. I know? I want to reiterate. I think people don't understand why guys like you and I are. Uh, really interested in the Hunter Biden story. This story, everything about Hunter Biden, the crack, the prostitutes, the kickbacks between China, Russia, Ukraine, this was information available in October of 2020. And the the stories were stifled and blocked from the internet. They were censored. And anybody who tried to, to talk about these stories were shadow banned on Twitter, Facebook, all social media, Everybody was blocked from letting this story get out, and it was all true. And this was dude, media manipulation to sway the election. And it worked. These people that talk to you, like, they don't even realize it. They look at you with a straight face, and I just want to be like, do you not remember? You told me Trump was a Russian asset that turned out to be fake. Yes. You told me the Hunter Biden thing was fake. That turned out to be true. 
you got the vaccine and told me COVID was this existential crisis. Turned out to be bullshit. <laughs> you know what I we, mean? Like, and also, we said it came out of a lab funded by the United States. You yes. guys blocked us and censored us and said we were liars. It, it, like, at what point you just didn't, like, at what point do you stop listening to the people that have steered you in the wrong direction? Yes, man. When For three years <laughs> now, man. How have you not woken up? The saying is fool me once and then fool me twice. You've been fooled four, five, six times or your entire lifetime. Like, when will the wake up? Fool me once, shame on you. Fool me with five shots, you've been fouchied. (laughs) (laughs) And you're not kidding. I should have clipped it. I saw it somewhere vaguely. They are, the CDC is recommending... booster shots this fall and they're recommending people get the trifecta shot now uh they are going to get the flu the covid booster and the rsv shot the fuck is rsv or rv rsv remember it was that bizarre respiratory illness that was maybe affecting kids they blew it way out of proportion let me tell you something i don't know what it is right now but now that they're giving shots out i will know next year because it's going to spread. <laughs> well, Dr. Drew, uh, I believe, I was talking about it recently. He was mentioning how um, vaccinations have plummeted, and parents are not getting their kids vaccinated for, like, anything anymore. Yes. And, and the message Good. that Good. RFK Jr. is putting out there, which is a frightening message, being that there is, among other things, mercury and heavy metals in, in mean- these vaccines that they've been pumping into children since uh the last 50 years uh right at birth man it explains a lot of the autism a lot of the diseases going around if you you really break it down i don't think people have really broken down what they did right uh robert kennedy he comes out and he says and he says uh there's heavy metals in these vaccines and they are causing autism-like symptoms and the media boom Hits the pavement running. That's it. Are you saying vaccines cause autism? We have all these studies. We have all these studies. We are going to spend the next 10 years. We're going to spend millions of dollars. And we are going to prove that vaccines do not cause autism. In the, that whole 10 years, Robert Kennedy is like, I never said vaccines cause autism. I said there are things in the vaccine that can lead to autism-like symptoms. Yeah, (laughs) maybe like uh, landing somebody on the spectrum. Yes, and that is what we're finding now, is that they contain mercury that can can bypass the blood-brain barrier, and it causes autism. A lot of these kids really aren't autistic. They just have heavy metal poisoning. And it's causing autistic-like symptoms. That's right, man. And when it comes to heavy metal and poison, you got to do Black Sabbath. That's my only recommendation. (laughs) There's only one thing I inject, and that's Ozzy. (laughs) That's right. Straight to the veins, baby. (laughs) No, and this is no joke, though. Uh, That bodybuilder that I sent you the video of, Terrible, I mean, dude. the guy drained Terrible. his blood. 
uh, because his doctor is a, a dude who pays so much attention to his body internally is being told by these physicians like, man, there's heavy metals in your blood. We got to drain your blood to save your life. He drains the blood, uh, filters it. It doesn't matter. And it doesn't even matter because he gets an aneurysm in his brain and he dies of a stroke two months later. So that you don't have blood in your brain and like your spinal cord. You know what I mean? Like that's the, that's just like a different fluid. And once it gets in there, there's no we can drain your blood. You know, we do it all the time on those uh what was that dialysis machines? Yeah, it's dialysis, that's right. Yeah, we do it all the time. People who have failed kidneys, we can take your blood out, clean it, put it back in. No big deal. That juice though, that's there's no there is no we can't do anything with it. Something up with those vaccines. And uh, what's funny, too, about vaccines and um, issues, uh, you know, that they cause. Um, we could talk about anything we want on this podcast. Anything. Yeah. But the anything. one thing we can't talk about <clears throat> is vaccines because then we get kicked off YouTube. That should really bother people. That is the power of Big Pharma. That is what the. They own everything. That's the censorship machine, man. If I could talk about everything except for vaccines, we got a fucking problem here because it seems like these vaccines are killing people. That was the best thing they ever did was go around and buy the media. They took the money from the government and bought the media. Yes, exactly, man. And they bought the the politicians as well. They own the government. They own the media. The entire machine is... You'll never be able to get rid of them now. And we should too entrenched into everything. Should have seen the red flags when the commercials started popping up on TV, man. They're literally just shoving their medications down that's our throat. That's disgusting. That's disgusting. And that's Oz- where we are. The, this Ozempic craze. Dude, fuck the vaccine. This is going to be the zombie apocalypse. Dude, uh, that's what I believe. Oh, no, no, I dude. think Ozempic is going to be the killer. Mean you come to the same crossroads, that's the scariest. That is the scariest. We've hit a frightening moment on the show here where... <laughs> Michael and I simultaneously agree on a conspiracy theory. Independently came to the same. Everybody right now, stock up on ammunition and food and toilet paper. Get your your steel toe boots. You're going to have to crush some skulls. (laughs) Thick jeans. Call back. Yeah, (laughs) man. I'm just saying, man. Like, this Ozempic thing, you look like a fucking zombie. These people, your face is melting. I haven't seen anybody in real life with the Ozempic. I talked about it with Emma. She's I've heard, I know two people that are taking it. Really? Okay. I've heard there are two people that are taking it. One, he's been, I didn't know, but he'd been taking it for a while. Oh, is it uh, he is dia- a diabetic. Okay, diabetes. Yeah, all right, man. He started taking it for diabetes like two years ago, I think. Okay, well, and, that's uh, okay. And it I'm... was a huge... So he has this huge weight loss. Um, I don't know. I don't think it hits the diabetes. But he always, he, always had, he always had the black eyes, but I think that's just like a diabetes thing. Now, the black eyes come from the adrenochrome. Uh, <laughs> this guy's not rich enough, trust me. No, you're, uh, you're getting the black-eyed celebrities. That's from the uh, side effects of taking adrenochrome, if you're ever curious why you see your celebrities <laughs> with black eyes. The, like, sunken who, eyes. I, I think no, they're Who's that eyes. terrible quarterback the Bears had uh, that had diabetes? Jay Cutler. Cutler. One of my favorite, you know, if not my all-time favorite Bears quarterback. 
he uh he always had that like dark patches under his eyes. It's like a diabetes thing. Yeah, Jay had the diabetes look. He also had the I uh, drank fifteen beers last night and uh, half a bottle of whiskey look, um, which I yeah. think was kind of his deal. He was a big partier. That's why he got a lot of shit in the bears. He married that chick from the fucking reality yeah, show. Yeah, Kristen uh, Cavallari. Uh, Emma loved yeah. Kristen Cavallari's uh, show that she had. We would watch it every uh, every the new Hills? episode. No, no, she had. <clears throat> she OC? had a. She had another know. reality show that she did with Jay Cutler, and it was this. What them, they had a spinoff. It was just her. It was like something Cavallari, totally Cavallari or something, and it the show was based around her business that she was running out of LA. She had like a uh, she has a clothing and jewelry <laughs> jewelry line. Emma's a big fan. She owns some of it. I think it's called like Little James or something like that. Uh, Dude, Little- I met that chick at a party. Don't remember. I still to this day say I never met her. But apparently I met her like right as she was in the peak of like take she went to St. Viator. Oh, Viator gal. Wow. We lived uh, right by the Viator. Yeah, man. Yeah. She was like, I think she's in between our grade. Went to St. Viator. So, like, Damn, you know how I used right. I did, for those that don't know, dated a girl from St. Viator for a while. I moved oh, up. Oh, yeah, man. Fell back down. That's but, right. You know, but apparently, I partied with her. Like, she did the pilot for the hill. Was she on the hills? Yeah, I believe so. Yeah. Or yeah, Laguna Beach. Like, I done- think the hills. Yeah. Because remember there was that one show, it was like the OC or something. Oh, I remember the OC. That was the first, uh, that's when hot lesbians became a thing. Not not your blue-haired lesbians now. I'm talking about the hot (laughs) babe lesbians of the late 90s, early 2000s. So what it was, we all thought it was crazy because they were were presenting these shows like it was real life, right? That's right, man. And then this chick, out of nowhere, she's a senior at St. Viator. She goes, flies there, did this, like, cameo in the one show, and then got picked up for the pilot of The Hills. Wow. So, I guess it was like, ugh, you know? I don't know. Apparently, I met her at a party after that. I do not remember. I'm sure she was smoking uh, hot babe. She's still pretty much a smoking hot babe. No, 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 no <laughs> but here's my argument, dude. I don't even remember seeing her because I was at a St. Viator parties. They were all just beautiful, very smoking hot babes. Young women. Yeah, man. You know what I yeah. mean? You could have picked. You could have just picked any one of them out of that crowd. Pick a litter. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's back when you used to go to schools where the chicks were babes and they didn't have dicks. It was good times for uh, young men. No dicks on the, the chicks. No dicks on the chicks, man. <laughs>